welcome back to Inside and Outside the Lines. I'm your host, Timmy Chick. And on this week's episode, we'll be discussing Manchester City, the top four in the English Premier League, underrated and overrated performances, and the English Premier League, my English Premier League predictions for the end of the season. Let's dive right on into it. So as we start off the episode today, we'll be starting off talking about Manchester City. So currently, Man City is sitting at 56 points, and they are currently also the reigning champions for the Premier League, winning um, their third title in the past four years and their third under Pep since he took over in 2016. Now, with Manchester City dominating the European stage um, and Champions League and only losing in the final to Chelsea last year and having this incredible run in the past three, uh, four to five years, to be honest, um, in the English Premier League, it's, it's incredibly impressive. We've only seen runs like this from clubs like Liverpool and Manchester United and um, historically um, Chelsea over, over the years. Um, historically speaking, all the way back, and Everton, if you want to keep going back. Everton's not been very good recently in the past 10 to 15 years, but Everton historically is very, very, very good. Um, they are, I think they have the fourth most English Premier League titles of all time. Um, however, uh, no one is really, truly close to contending with Man City for that top spot right now. The top four as it sits goes Manchester City in first with 56, and then Liverpool is holding the second spot. Um, they have 45 points, so they're 11 points off the leaders. And then it gets interesting because Chelsea are only one point off of Liverpool, they have 44 points. And then um, a bit of a dark horse, West Ham United, um, sitting in that fourth spot with 37 points. Um, but the, that's that's the thing, is that West the difference between the leader and only the fourth spot is 19 points, which is just an incredible margin. And the, the, the crazier thing is that this isn't even the biggest margin that Manchester City has had this year, as well as in years past. There was a year, I believe it was 2018, um, that they had a 24-point lead margin on the on the fourth place at one point in the season. They, it, it got closer as the season went on. They, they still ended up winning the title. However, it was, it was I remember seeing that, and it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, just their dominance in the Premier League. Um, and the, in the in the past four years, they've won it three times, and the only team that um, they they uh, didn't that took over one of those four years, I believe it was two years ago, was was Liverpool, um, who is now obviously sitting in second. So Liverpool has that has the confidence knowing that they can beat Man City and take their chances for the title. Um, but honestly, as as we move forward throughout the season, Manchester City are the only ones with this strong of a of a five game form. They have five wins. Actually, it's definitely five wins in a row. It might be six um, or or more, but I cannot remember the last time that they lost. Um, Arsenal had, was on a five game winning streak in the Premier League, and then they lost just recently. Um, but however. This is the interesting conversation moving moving right along into our into our second topic. Um, top four, like I said, are currently Manchester City, then Liverpool, and then Chelsea, and then West Ham, in that order. Now, however, it becomes interesting for that fight for the fourth spot because West Ham is clinging on to it. They are they are pretty close to Chelsea. They're only they're only seven points off from Chelsea. That's that's a that can swing pretty pretty quick in the next month or so. However. What gets absolutely fascinating is West Ham is holding the fourth spot. 
and then Tottenham Hotspur are in the five, Arsenal's in the six, and Manchester United is in the seven. And here are the point differences between those three clubs. West Ham, Tottenham, four clubs, excuse me. West Ham, Tottenham, Arsenal, Manchester United. 37 West Ham, 36 for Tottenham, 35 and 35 for Manchester United. It's ridiculously close. And the reason why the fourth spot is so coveted and because it matters so much who gets the fourth spot, yes, of course, the the winner and the, the champion of the English Premier League means a whole much more. And obviously every single one of those teams, that's what they're fighting for. However, if they can't get that, which obviously only one team is going to get, and Manchester City has such a lead, they are fighting to the nail and they are clawing for that four spot because the top four teams are the teams that move on into the Champions League. Those are the teams that earn their ticket and punch their ticket into the Champions League. And that's just the thing is that um, only in the past 10 years, only three of the winners from the Champions League have been from the have been English teams from the EPL. And only six out of the 20 finalists in the past 10 years have, have been from the Premier League, which it, that's an absolutely absurd stat to me because people talk about, and myself included all the time, that the best football in the world is played in England, that the game started there, that you know London has the best teams and Manchester has the best teams, all these things, and that, you know, like, France is a, a, a League One, and France is a Farmers League, and all these, uh, La Liga is a Farmers League, and all these other leagues, they only have, you know, like, two to three good teams, and then everyone else, you know, they just bash up on, because all those other clubs don't have enough money, whereas in the Premier League, the majority of the clubs have enough money to contend with each other, and anything can happen, as we see West Ham, you know, this year, you know, making a run for that fourth spot. But that's just not the case because if, if that was the case, the English Premier League would dominate the Champions League as well. But in Europe, teams like Barca, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Dortmund, PSG, all of these other teams, Inter Milan, Atalanta, Ajax, all these other teams have great track records. And especially Real Madrid and Barcelona in the past 10 to 15 years, having Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo on their teams for so long. Um, they just had the right pieces and they were able to dominate Europe. And because of that, English Premier League teams suffered and were not able to take over Europe as much as they want to. And that's a prideful thing for, for London. London and the, all of the UK takes pride in how good their football is. And they take it as an insult that w- when they're not, when they're not the best, um, even they, they would rather band together um and send their best four teams to the Champions League, and they would rather, like, if, if there's, you know, two two um, fans watching in a bar, and they're watching Real Madrid and Tottenham play in the Champions League quarterfinal, and one of the fans is a Chelsea fan, and the other is an Arsenal fan, the Arsenal fan might cheer against Tottenham still because they hate each other so much. However, the, it is more likely, depending on your person, that they're both of those fans, neither of them Tottenham fans, will be cheering for Tottenham in the Champions League they won't they won't go and buy tickets they won't outwardly cheer but they will 100% back back their England brothers because they would rather see an England team move on in the Champions League than they would rather see Real Madrid again or Barcelona or Bayern Munich or PSG or all of these other teams that we constantly are seeing in and out of the Champions League final and semifinals. Now over the years it has been an interesting debate um as well as having teams like Juventus and Atletico Madrid 
and um, like I said, Inter, and um, oh, of course we have we have Milan and Porto and Monaco. There, there are plenty of teams that over the years, it's it's been no question that that they are the best team that year. But there have also been teams where, for example, last year, Chelsea beat Manchester City in the Champions League final. And as much as I like Chelsea and I like Christian Pulisic and I like Thomas Tuchel and I like all of the players and managers in that entire club, I love Chelsea. I do, I do not believe that they were the best team. All-around team last year, I believe Manchester City was better. I actually believe Bayern Munich was better last year, and they they got they got the bad rap. Not not the bad rap, but they they got the short end of the stick. They they got unlucky in the in Champions League last year, which is what it comes down to so much. So last year, the the two finalists were both from the English Premier League, which that ironically happened also in 2018 and 2019. But the last there has not been another time since 2007 and 2008 that both final both teams in the final were from the English Premier League when Manchester United took on Chelsea and um, Manchester United won 6 to 5 on penalty kicks which i believe was Cristiano Ronaldo's first Champions League title um, in his career which is just absolutely impressive and then the following year um, Messi uh, beat Ronaldo uh, for Barcelona against Manchester United 2 to nothing, um, which I believe was Messi's first um, Champions League final, unless he had one more. I, no, I believe, yeah, no, he won in 05 and 06 uh, when Barcelona beat Arsenal 2 to 1 in 05 and 06. Um, some great history there. Now, um, the crazy thing that just happened earlier this week with the, with the top, with that fourth spot. So, like I said, Reminder, West Ham at 37 points, Tottenham at 36, Arsenal at 35, and Manchester United at 35. Now, Tottenham does not have a great track record for winning dramatic games. They, the majority of the time, actually, they lose dramatic games. There are a few times, um, especially one that comes to mind for me, is the um, 2018 Champions League semifinal, I believe it was. Um... Yeah, 2018-2019, um, first leg, they went down 3 nothing against, or may, it might have been 2 nothing against Ajax, who was a young team and just had an absolutely star-studded cast that um, the, the majority of those Ajax players are actually at some of the biggest clubs right now. Um, and then in the second leg, Tottenham create, um, make an absolutely beautiful and miraculous comeback and end up winning the game. And moving on to the Champions League final, just to lose to Liverpool two to nothing. Um, but that th- the thing is, they're usually on the other end of those comebacks. They are usually the ones, them and Arsenal, Tottenham and Arsenal are usually the two teams that are giving up um, stupid goals, stupid fouls, and you know losing losing close games. Um, however, just just recently this week, earlier this week, Tottenham had a very crucial game for their run at the top four. They were playing Leicester City. Not a bad team at all. Leicester City is actually having a, a decent year. And um, it was tied 1-1 to at halftime. Um, Batson Daka had a goal for Leicester in the 24th minute to take the lead. Harry Kane tied it up in the 38th minute. And then no score until James Madison, the, the 10 for Leicester City, uh, scored in the 76th minute, assisted by Harvey Barnes. Still no more scores. 
Tottenham down 2-1 in the 95th minute. And Steven Bergwijn steps up and scores a beauty of a goal. 2-2. Two minutes later, Leicester City is pressing Tottenham for gosh knows why. Leicester City is a mid-table team. Why did they not just try to save a point? Who knows? They get countered. Harry Kane gets the ball in the middle of the field. Plays a beautiful through ball back into Steven Bergwijn. 97th minute at the very death. And Steven takes it straight around the goalkeeper. Places it bottom left corner off the post into the goal. And there's the final time. An absolutely beautiful comeback made by Tottenham. But the the larger implications for this is that now Tottenham has moved up in the table all the way from 7th to t- tied for 7th to 5th. And so now they are one point off West Ham United and they're one point above Manchester United and Arsenal. Now here's where it gets interesting. The next fixture for Tottenham is Chelsea, who is sitting at third. Now if Tottenham wins this next game and West Ham ties or loses their next game, Tottenham gets up to fourth. And then, in my opinion, there goes Chelsea's title chances. Chelsea has a very small chance at a title right now, but if they lose this game to Tottenham coming up, there goes those chances. Manchester City is too big of a gap on both them and Liverpool. Now, however, it just keeps getting crazier as you look at it. Sitting in the fourth spot, West Ham, 37 points, one point above Tottenham. Their next opponent is no other than Manchester United. Manchester United is also not doing too hot, and Ronaldo is spoke out on it earlier this week, I believe on Tuesday. He Ronaldo basically said, like, I did not come here to lose, I didn't come here to be a mid-table team. We should be competing for trophies, we should be in the Champions League, we should be at minimum in the top four, all these things, basically expressing his frustration that they're sitting in the seventh spot of the Premier League. But this just shows how good of a side that Manchester United has, and that they're not dominating because that's how good the English Premier League is. Now, Tottenham Hotspur's next fixture against Chelsea is very crucial. However, if Manchester United beat West Ham, then they will move up to 38 points and they will be in fourth place if Tottenham and Arsenal lose. Now, if Tottenham and Arsenal both win, then Tottenham will be in fourth place and Arsenal will be in fifth place and then if man united also win then they will be tied with arsenal for fifth and west ham drop all the way to seventh place which is just ridiculous that in in one next game everything for the fourth spot can change like that and then the thing is the week after all of it can change again because they're all within one or two points of each other it's just it's it's absolutely bonkers that you can that we can have this happen um now here moving on into our into our next topic is actually i mean i've mentioned it several several times today but um so underrated performers and um underperformers for the season now i think the obvious underrated performer for the season so far is west ham united they beat two out of three of the teams that are above them in the table they only lost to the leaders man city two to one and and that was a thriller of a game but they beat Chelsea 2-3 on December 4th, and they also beat Liverpool earlier in the season 3-2 on November 7th. Um, I watched both of those games. West Ham looked phenomenal. Just a complete um, performance, and they 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 just put it together. They, are, they were just the better team against Liverpool and Chelsea, which is hard to think about because they just haven't been. Um, now, 
the the their struggle for the remainder of the season that I that I struggle I, I don't see them holding the fourth spot for the rest of the season. Um, I believe they'll fall off. I believe Tottenham, Arsenal, or Manchester United will will end up getting it. Um, how so? It's the reason why I, I believe that is because of consistency. I've watched West Ham over the years. Um, one of my um, club coach, old club coaches, um, haven't talked to him in a while, but he's he's a big West Ham guy, um, big Hammers guy, and he, yeah, he's he's really really just a huge fan of West Ham and he's actually originally from England still has the British accent and everything so um, I've I've kept track of them a little bit because of that and they haven't had a great track record in their Premier League always been you know around a mid-table team for as long as I've been watching it now they finished um, the season six last year after a not great last five games they had only two wins in their last five games which you know as as we know from one week to one week can dramatically change their spots um and in point differential and now um however as a club they are on an uptrend seeing as last year was their first year finishing the league inside the top 10 since the 2015-2016 season so for you know four four years in there they they were outside the top 10 having pretty pretty bad finishes each year in the in the middle of the table and now last year um getting sixth place inside the top 10 for the premier league was, was very impressive and and they just needed that that's the thing if they can hold consistency for the rest of the season i do believe they can be not a title contender but a contender to earn their ticket and punch their way into the champions league now they did hurt their hurt themselves a little bit kicked themselves in the uh shot themselves in the foot they with the loss earlier this week so now they're now their five game form is is okay three three wins in their past five games but they are like i said they have some top class performers and they have they have just some a star an underrated star sided cast they have some some really good kids over there um now finally we're going to be moving into the my final topic for tonight for this week um english premier league predictions now they're just completely my opinion um i sure hope i'm going to be right but we'll, we'll see how this goes speaking about the end of the season um there's 16 match weeks left so it is hard to say um west ham could potentially finish higher or lower who knows how chelsea and liverpool are going to perform um but let's go over my predictions for EPL top four, bottom three, and the overall winner. Starting from the bottom up, I believe that uh, Burnley, who's currently in the worst form of the league, and in, with the with they have 12 points, I do believe they're they're gonna hold that. I don't think that uh, anyone else is is gonna perform that terribly for the rest of the season i believe that they will be the first team to get relegated holding that 20th 20th spot all to themselves they're currently sitting with 11 points and they do not have much hope in the futures looking into them earlier today and they are dealing with plenty of injuries um a few of them are season long to one of their midfielders and, and one of their main forwards so they don't they're not going to be able to generate a lot of offense and they don't have a very easy schedule coming up in the next five games so i believe they're going to dig themselves in the hole that they just can't get out of um, and then actually, um, after them in the 19th spot, I believe that Watford, who is actually safe from regulation right now, Watford is sitting with 14 points in the 17th place in the Premier League. I believe they're actually going to drop, um, considerably and they're, they're going to fall down to the 19th spot eventually by the end of the season. Um, again, looking into them, they're, they're, they're plagued by injuries. They've had a lot of internal strife over there. Um, with players complaining and, and managers and coaching staff changes and all these other things. Um, so I, I believe that that's not going to bode well for them. They 
are actually tied for the, the worst um, uh, form right now in the Premier League with Burnley. Um, they only have they have one point in their last five games, which is just absolutely embarrassing. And now, um, now I actually think who will take the 18th spot is uh, who is holding currently holding the 19th spot right now. So so currently, North City is holding the 18th spot. They have 13 points. Newcastle United is holding the 19th spot. I believe Newcastle United is going to be going to get out of. Um, they're not going. I don't. I don't believe they're going to get out of regulation, uh, out of um, the regulation zone. I believe they're going to get relegated. I believe Norwich City is going to get out of relegation, and I believe that Watford is going to drop to the 19th spot. I believe Norwich City is going to hold onto the 18th spot. They currently have 13 points. Um, they did. They did get a win in their one of their last five games, which considerably helped them because they were. They were actually in last, um, but I, I don't believe they that will that will last very very long for them. Um, now moving on into something a little bit more exciting with more points and more goals and, and better football to watch. Um, my top four for the English Premier League for the this season. There's it's it's really hard to say that I believe there won't be a, a whole lot of movement overall, but it really really could get interesting honestly in these last last 16 weeks. But um, so, and especially with what has happened in the past two weeks, it's just it's really hard to say. But running up in the fourth spot, punching their ticket to the Champions League next year, is actually kind of a dark horse team right now, and they have a good track record of making it to the top four historically speaking, especially in the past five to seven years. Um, but I, I I know I was bashing a little bit on them earlier for their inconsistency and their. Um, brilliant ability to lose games that they shouldn't lose um, but Tottenham I believe is going to take on that that fourth spot they they currently sit like I was saying earlier they currently sit in the fifth spot with 36 points only one off of West Ham and I believe if they can if, if they beat Chelsea upcoming here this week I really truly believe they're going to hold on to the fourth spot for the rest of the season or at least be close enough to make a run for it because the race is so close between these four teams now in third will actually fall uh chelsea uh well it's actually hard to say i believe it's, it's a little bit contradictory but i believe that liverpool will fall to third place and chelsea will take second place because even though i believe tottenham will beat chelsea here there's enough time for chelsea to lose and not be in great form and then also turn it around and work their way back up into second place and i believe liverpool is a phenomenally built team but i just i feel like chelsea is something special and thomas tuchel just knows what he's doing over there i believe they're going to make a run not only for the second spot i believe they're going to make a run of the title i don't think they'll get close but i do i do think um close meaning within you know six to eight points but i do believe that they will they will 100 um be be in the top four um, they're too good unless they deal with dramatic injuries or some sort of dramatic change i, I believe that's without a question so third falls Liverpool. It was currently in second, and consequently, Chelsea will take second. And for the second season in a row and fourth time in five years, my prediction is that Manchester City will be crowned kings and champions of England. All four of those teams would be Manchester City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham, in that order, punching their, ticket, their, their tickets to the Champions League. Now, 
that is all I have for you guys this week. Um, I really hope you guys liked the episode. Um, we're gonna, I'm gonna keep punching out more content each week. Um, the plan right now, as it stands, is to uh, publish an episode every Friday morning, so you guys listen can listen to it over the weekend or you know the following week on your way to work, on your way to school, or or whenever you guys get an opportunity. I really hope you guys are liking the podcast. I'm having just an absolute blast making it and doing all this research and talking about it. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's just going to be a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun topics to talk about. The um, best best players awards at the FIFA ceremony just came out on January 17th, a handful of days ago. So that's probably what I'm going to be talking about next week, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, the the final three candidates this year were Lionel Messi, Mo Salah, and Robert Lewandowski. So I'll be breaking that down and comparing and contrasting some of the other um, awards handed out this year. And honestly, we're, we're going to talk um, about the inconsistency with um, the awards and kind of like the politics that go into that, which is frustrating to, to fans and and um, even some players in the past couple weeks have spoken out about how frustrating that the game is, has become so much about stats and trophies rather than um, judging a player by their gameplay. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got for you guys this week. Any questions, suggestions, or comments, uh, feel free to send them into um, Inside and Outside the Lines on Instagram or email me at inside and outside the lines 10 at gmail.com or um, send me a tweet at Timmy underscore chick 10. Be sure to follow and share with your family and friends. I'll see you guys next week.